to the Stella Fellow Podcast. Glad you're here. We talk about pretty much whatever we want. We talk about some parenting, talk about fitness, talk about life in general. Sometimes I read a blog. Sometimes I just sit down and tell stories and give my thoughts on what's happening or just things that are rolling through my mind. Sometimes we have interviews, people on the show. If you have a thought, question, comment, an argument, you can email me at stellofellow, S-T-E-L-L-O-F-E-L-L-O at gmail.com. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on the podcast on Apple Music. You can go to YouTube, check out the video shows there. You can go to stellofellow.com. You can go to Instagram, stellofellow. You can go to TikTok. What up, what up? Welcome to the Stella Fellow Podcast. Glad you're back. We still haven't renamed the show and we may never i we we may just go with you know what it's going to be the still fellow podcast we're going to talk about parenting we are going to talk about fitness because i've been posting fitness videos lately if you didn't see the fun onesie tiktok go check that thing out uh we we probably will not talk a lot of fashion it, it when i first sat down and started doing this i said faith fashion family and fitness is going to be family and parenting and some fitness things. And then pretty much whatever else we want to talk about is what we will talk about. So there may be some fashion. And in fact, today there is. Why? Because I like this Carhartt beanie. You can get them for $17 on Amazon. They're all the rage right now and have been for the last year. Welcome to the Western culture taking back over. Thank you, Yellowstone. Dun, dun, dun. What a great show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, where are we going today? We're talking about parenting. We're going tips again. The tips continued for raising a teenage daughter. I tried to record this earlier. I got frustrated with myself for the rapid trails I had run. And so trying to regather my thoughts on what I had said before. I did the blog tips for raising the teenage girl a couple of years ago. Our daughter was 14 at the time. She's now 16. And so as I look over the last 24 plus months, I guess it's probably, that was like a November blog. So it's probably like 27 months, like a significant amount of things have changed. And then a significant amount have stayed the exact same. So I think at that time, it was probably at the height or the getting to the peak of the insanity in our home as it pertained to the interactions with said teenage girl at the time. So 14 was probably for us in this house and that specific individual was probably the height of the hardest time. And then we hit high school and things began to shift and change. And so and some different things I think caused that one's friend groups, uh, the stress at school began to change because of the friend groups. Things were becoming more established for her as a human. I think there was a lot going on with confidence, what she believed, what was important to her, what's important to her now uh, in contrast. And at the same time, there's a lot of the same things happening that we wrestled with back then. A lot of it was disrespect at home, the way she talked to her mom, me, the way she treated her brother. So a lot of our issues are specific to inside the borders of our house or inside our family unit. And there, there are a countless list of issues that people wrestle with as they raise teenage daughters to be young women. And my wife is calling me once again during the podcast. I wonder if I can pause these things. Yep. And we're back. All right, here we go. So height of the insanity really was around 14, dealing with what was happening inside. And so the same, same issues are at play, but there are times when we are now seeing windows of really cool moments of gratefulness, of 
speaking up and saying, Hey, like this last December, we're finishing up Christmas break and we're driving to Dallas doing some family errands, just spending a day together as a family. And she's in the car and just says, Hey guys, I just want to say thank you. I've had a really good December. I think this is the best December I've ever had in recounting like between Christmas and what we did for my birthday and, and how we celebrated that the time we spent together, I have just really enjoyed this month and what we've done and saying thank you, which was like, like what's happening right now? Because you know, we've not been there in the past, uh, especially like when I wrote that blog, I was like, man, this was what was consistent. And now you've got things that are changing. Now, again, we are still dealing with a lot of the same things. Mom and daughter still go at it, partially because they are the same human in personality and, and what it is that they want and how they want to see things happen. And who, who wants to be in charge of said things happening and how it's done. So that's going to be probably a constant until she's is a grown woman and out of the home and then probably still going to do some of that. So some of that's personality. Some of it is growth. And, and again, we're still facing those things. But like this morning, we're now in the phase where she's driving. She drives, takes our son to school and allows, I mean, it almost bought me an hour in the morning on some mornings for the leave here, get there, drop, drop all the way back, full turnaround. You're turning 45 minutes to an hour just there and back that, you know, during, uh, during the morning. And you wrap that in and even afternoon too. And so now it's an hour and a half to two hours. You're buying me on drive time, just there back and all those things. So that's a significant buyback for us. We're also able to hand her some more responsibility as it pertains to taking care of a car, where it's parked, where it goes, keeping it clean, the communication on, I need gas or I need an oil change or whatever it is. And so that has brought a new element of responsibility in raising a young woman. That's a good thing. The responsibility of taking my brother, caring for him, making sure he's okay, picking him up, the communication, all that kind of stuff. So we're learning grown-up tasks and things to do during that time. Great. So we get up this morning. I'm making breakfast. I've got two appointments uh, this morning that I'm, I need to not be dropping off because of where I'm going and what I'm doing. And the general thought that she now, for the majority of the time, majority of the time will take him to school. And yesterday, it was different uniqueness of yesterday. So today I'm making him breakfast. He asked me, Hey dad, who's taking me to school? Sister is she yells from the bathroom. No, I'm not. I don't have time. It, hold, what do you mean? What do you mean? You don't have time? Well, I slept in today and I wasn't going to take him because I'm going to go later. So in my mind, the conversation that's playing is wait, who are you're 16. You're not the parent. You don't make those decisions. If you, even if you did, there would be an expectation as a human to communicate said decisions to the other people in the house that those things affect. It's not just a, I get to do what I want. So now, like now we're in the middle of dealing with, okay, I just do what I want to do. And we're having to go having, we, we are now required to go and put here are the boundaries that exist inside the window of time now because of the new responsibility and freedom that you've been given and handling it appropriately. Here are the areas we're missing on. So as the morning builds in frustration, obviously I'm, I kind of take it back a little bit. And then, so I'm like, fine. 
in retrospect to what happened yesterday and then wrap it to today, I'm getting frustrated as a human and as a dad and as a male figure and a female figure that uh, is living in my home under my roof with the provision that we've provided is telling me how things are going to go. So I'm irritated to say the least. Plus, I've now got to go, okay, I've got to re- figure how my schedule is going to work to be able to get where I've got to go and still get him to school. And so we, we quickly adjust, go do that. Well, I leave, I get a phone call and there has been an altercation at the house in conversation. Actually, it wasn't in, in the house. It was after because she just got her stuff and left. So there's no conversation with mom, nothing. Mom calls, Hey, you didn't say bye. And, and, and then this explosion of, Here's why I'm frustrated from daughter to mom. And then I get a phone call while I'm driving and then I call daughter. And, and so it's this like, you know, merging of calls and then it's, it's just a mess. Meaning as I'm wading back through that, as I'm sorting back through those conversations and looking at, okay, where are the misses, where are the rights, where are like, where are the things that have to be put to get back together the things that I'm taking away from it now are, okay, what are the tips? How am I coaching me to begin with? Coaching point one is making sure that expectations are clear. Expectations and boundaries are clearly set. Every time we do not set the expectation and draw the border, like put the fence up here, here's the playground right here, playgrounds right here. You walk in this door and you stay in here and here are the boundaries that you can play in and it's all going to be fine and things are going to go well. We can't always expect her to play inside that area if we've not told her and shown her where this is at. And so handing keys to the car and saying, hey, I need this, this, and this, we were, we were very focused on the process of learning to drive, like not just steering wheel, brake, gas, seatbelt. It was, if you've done it before and if you haven't, it's the whole process of they've got to know how the car operates and then how they can operate the car and how it feels and then how they operate the car inside the system of how the whole thing works on the road and the rules and other cars and then what to do when people break rules and the awareness and just the consistency of being engaged in driving while you're driving and her having to have and her needing reps she can't use that word it just doesn't come out right needing reps to be comfortable uh, you know driving is one of those rep things like you teach it and you teach it you teach it and then they have to repeatedly do it before they become comfortable just like all of us did and that's not a comfortable position for a parent to be in so we're focused on that and forgetting at least a portion of it to clearly set the expectations and the boundaries of what can and cannot be done and what is expected of you because of this freedom and responsibility well that's a miss on my part it, at least at least in part on my part because have i had a conversation with you i expect you in the morning to take your brother unless i specify otherwise that he's going with me i haven't said that so it's not fair for me to get frustrated and take your car away because you didn't do what I expected of you when I never communicated clearly what I expected from you. Now, the attitude with which the conversation took place and ensued and the responses, those are on you. And at the same time, I, I have to evaluate, okay, where am I at in this and what do I have to do? And again, I have to be the parent. I got to be the adult. I said that in the tips for parenting teenage uh, girls was at the end of the day, you have to be the grown up. 
and they're going to say things that are going to hurt your feelings. They're at least some are going to say, I hate you. Some are going to think they mean it. Some are going to be confused. They're going to be angry. They're going to slam doors. They're going to yell. They're going to scream. They're going to throw things. They're going to say rash things from just a spectrum of different things that they're going to say. They're going to try to push buttons, all the things that they're going to do. And at the end of the day, you still have to be the grown up because they are the child. And so you still have to lead in that relationship because they're a child and you are not. You don't have that luxury anymore. You don't have the luxury. They can say something and it can hurt your feelings, but you do not have the luxury to live in a hurt feelings from what a 16-year-old has said to you about how they feel about you. And you also got to understand it's going to change in about 15 minutes because it's an ever-changing just roller coaster of emotion. Why? Because I, I don't know why I wasn't there, but when I was 16, I was a little bit nuts myself. So we have to understand, number one, I have to clearly set expectations with consistency. It's not just when you're 14, you know the expectations. When I hand you a phone, I got to set the expectations when I, and the boundaries. When I hand you a car, expectations, boundaries. When you start dating someone, expectations, boundaries. And I'm clearly communicating on the front end of each of these things. Here's what I'm doing. We're handing you a phone already, but we're now giving you Snapchat expectations, boundaries. And then as I set the boundaries, having clear consequence for offending a boundary, and then not just not being afraid to, but consistently doing that. So the expectation that was set this morning was stop saying to your mother that she's annoying. Now, is that a normative thing for a 16-year-old to say? I don't know. For the one here in this house, it is. So the expectation has now been set. I expect you to not say that. And that is a boundary I've set. Like, you're annoying is right here on the fence post, and you cannot jump that. And when you do, you'll be handing me, as you're landing, you'll be handing me the car keys for the next week. So, I, so now I've clearly set the expectation. I expect you to not use that phrase. I've set the boundary. You cannot use that phrase. And when you do, you now know very clearly what the repercussion for breaking said boundary rule or structure will and, and then have to consistently do that. I am not trying to modify your behavior, but I am letting you know that's not okay. It's not appropriate. I'm going to address it every time. Now, does it change that I love you? No. Does it change the level? No. Did we have that whole thing happened this morning? Yeah. Did I get a text this afternoon? Or I guess, yeah, it was this afternoon that said, I forgot the right cheer uniform for practice today. Can you bring me the purple t-shirt and the red shorts? What was the answer? Yes, because I'm still going to do those things. Now, did you, did you do what I expected and what I needed from you this morning? No. Is that on you? Yes. Is it on me for not clearly articulating things? Absolutely. Do I have to fix my part of that? Absolutely. Have I fixed it? Yes, I have. And we will clearly articulate one more time as a family when we sit down to communicate that. Let's go to point two. As you set those expectations and boundaries and you clearly communicate, you got to do so calmly. You, I, there are times when you need to go, remind myself, I'm the adult. I don't have the luxury of responding emotionally to a situation because if I do, I'm going to have to apologize meaning I'm going to have to say, will you please forgive me for fill in the blank. I'm going to have to recognize when things are getting off track with like with me, I got to go, okay, I'm, I'm now reacting to the 
to what's happening, whether it's the emotion or the situation or what's being said or what's being done. If I'm reacting, I am behind the eight ball. Is that the way I want to say that? I'm, I'm running too slow. And I got to start responding, meaning I got to be prepped to be able to respond. I got to, I got to do whatever it is I need to do to be able to stay calm, to be able to navigate this in a way that I'm not going to have to say, Hey, please, please forgive me for when, when I do make a mistake, I have to do that. That's got to be a consistent thing. And that's the thing that we have used in our family on a regular basis. Why? Because when they're married and they mess up, I want them to use the phrase, Hey, will you please forgive me for fill in the blank? Why? Because that's me putting myself in a submissive position to the person that I have a relational conflict with. And so, and I'm making a request. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, forgive me. Now I'm making a statement. I'm making a demand there. I'm recognizing I'm wrong. That's the forgive piece. There's a need for forgiveness. I'm, I'm saying, please, will you? So I'm kindly asking and I'm asking. So there's a kindness aspect. There's a submissive aspect. There's a recognition aspect and there's an ask aspect. So all those things put me in a position to go. I'm, I'm saying I'm wrong. And I'm asking for something that's not mine to give. I can't demand that you forgive me. That's not my job. Jesus does that, not me. But my job is to recognize when I'm wrong and to apologize and apologize appropriately. So we use the phrase, will you please forgive me? Why? Because I want them to use the phrase, will you please forgive me? So I never have to question I, in my, in my life. I never have to sit down and go, man, how should I apologize? Because I'm going to say the same thing every time, whatever mistake I made is going to begin with, will you please forgive me for, and then I'm going to say whatever it is that I'm going to say, and I go back in, in the last 12 months, there've been a couple of occasions when I've used that phrase with a grown man because of something that happened. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. But I did my part in that. And so I want to teach my kids that. So when things are sporty and I, and I react and I react in a way that, does, that demands an apology, that's how I'm going to do it. But I'd rather res- I would rather respond instead. I wish I, a week ago I'd have been like, man, you know what? We haven't set expectations that we need to do that. I'm going to set expectations. I'm going to set the boundaries. And then I'm going to do it not in a reactionary way. I'm going to do it in a actually a pre-response way. I'm doing it in front and I can refer back to it and it slows things down. Like when I'm able to slow the pitch down, I'm able to see it coming at me better and I'm able to respond in a way that can be heard. Teenage girls do not hear when you are yelling. It just similar to probably you and I don't respond that way. Somebody's yelling at me. I don't know that I'm hearing everything you're saying. There's going to have to be, in fact, I'm not. There's going to have to be a follow-up conversation to what was said in here that's actually constructive that I can take and say, you know what, you're right about that. I'll own that piece. We need to fix here. You're just yelling, then we're just fighting. And just fighting never gets anybody anywhere. It It may cause somebody to be quiet. I have yelled before, and I've been able to make her stop talking, but we didn't get anywhere. So yelling at a kid is not, for the most part, if you're watching this, you play football for me. Like I yelled at a kid in a playoff game specifically to get something to change, and it changed. Those are unique moments. For the most part, you're not going to yell at another human and get an appropriate, well-thought-out, deep-rooted response to what's going on. And I also can't modify behavior, but I have to go expectations, boundaries, clearly do that. I've got to respond to you instead of reacting. I got to own my mistakes. And again, back to that idea, like the, I think the biggest piece of parenting, the most important piece of parenting 
as it relates to how do I emotionally engage with consistency is that I have to be a grown up. I have to be the one, I have to recognize I do not have the luxury of having my feelings hurt and living and responding out of hurt feelings. That doesn't mean you're not going to get your feelings hurt. You are. Kids going to hurt your feelings. It's going to happen. The ones that you that love the most are going to hurt you the most. And you're like the ones you love the most, you're going to hurt the most because we're around them the most, we're the most comfortable. That's just the way life works. But you don't have the luxury of being like, if I scream at her and do something completely inappropriate, it's, it's the right normative life cycling thing to do for her to have her feelings hurt and live that way. That's how it's supposed to be. And, and I have to, as the leader and as the dad, I have to make that right and fix those things. And sometimes it's a conversation, sometimes it's years, depending on, you know, what it is that has taken place as you look at different family units and, and things that have been done. I just quickly summed over, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not really what I was getting at, but what I'm trying to say is it's the kid's luxury to be the kid. It's their time. It's their window. Let them be a kid, appropriately be the parent and understand that you are not a child. You're an adult, right? And right now I'm like telling myself, like, you're not a child, like get it together and get those things done. Right. It's just, again, simplify. Clearly set expectations and boundaries and then keep them consistently. Make sure that you are responding instead of reacting inside the concept that we just discussed. I got to be in front of myself, slowing the pitch down. I got to stay calm. I got to breathe. I got to apologize when it's necessary the way that I'm supposed to. And again, you have to be the grown-up in the situation. Raising daughters to be young women is not an easy task. Many have done it well, and many have not done it well. So learn from your mistakes. Nobody's ever been perfect with it. Be okay with that. Be okay that you've made mistakes. Be okay owning those and asking for forgiveness for things. And then be good with like, man, there's some things I got to change. Self-evaluate. Being a parent is, it's really isn't about, man, I'm evaluating my kid and where they're at and where they're going. That's a, that's definitely a piece of it, but that's, that's the proof that's in the pudding, right? What, what it is my kid is struggling with where they're going. A lot of times we can evaluate us and see, oh, I see where that has taken it this direction. I can see where my actions on XYZ has then created where they're going on this and their response to that and how they're acting. And I'm not saying that kids' decisions are all our fault. There's a nature and a nurture thing going on. Some of the issues are the nurturing of what we've done. Some of them are them making their own choices. The kid's going to make the choice the kid's going to make, plain and simple. You, our job is to do the very best we can to raise them to be young men and young women and own our mistakes. Be a grown-up, own your mistakes. Set expectations clearly. Communicate not out of anger and frustration. You got to take a minute, take a minute. You got to take a day, take a day. Get, get, get in an environment where you can get in front of yourself, slow things down. And uh, that's, for, that's the coaching tips for me today is a, <laughs> we got to reroute some things uh, to, to make sure that we're not having incidents like this morning that make this morning just not as much fun as a morning can be. So thanks for listening. Still a fellow podcast, bringing you tips and thoughts and storylines from parenting as well as fashion and fitness beanies and go check out the, the arm day. There's a squat video, whatever, just all kinds of great stuff that you can go check out.
on the StellaFellow.com website, YouTube channel, StellaFellow. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Hope you have a great day. Catch us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, StellaFellow.com, any of those avenues. Check us out on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all those great things. Have a great day.